0: You're listening to the Creative Women's Call podcast with Agnieszka and Ari, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of having a small business and being a creative woman entrepreneur. This is episode 7 with Gwen Washington. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, Ari and I are so excited to speak with Gwen Washington from Chicago. Gwen is the founder and owner of our love and relationship advice service called Love Talk. And Gwen works with life coaches, dating experts, and counselors to help women seek relationship advice. So, Ari, would you like to tell everyone how you met Gwen?
1: Yeah, sure thing. So, Gwen and I actually first met at Miss Tech Mastermind event here in Chicago um, and I got curious on what she was building and ended up chatting more with her about her story how she got to um, pretty much apply the idea to build of talk and we just ended up become friends I would see her and um, just kind of will find her at many networking events here in Chicago and I know she's really big in building a relationship with other professionals as well so thank you so much Gwen for being here with us today Thank you so
0: much for having me. Yay! I'm so excited going to have you. Um, But would you like to just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you build, like what are you building with Love Talk, and why do you do it? Sure. Um, I'll
2: start with the why because I feel that's the most important thing. Um, I feel we always kind of live our lives in relationships, whether it's business relationships or romantic relationships or even friendships. Um, It's really kind of hard to get away from not having some type of relationship. And I found that there was a real need for people seeking advice for romantic relationships. There were just so many apps and places where you can meet people to date. Um, You know, I could probably get a date right now (laughs) if I opened up the Um... But it wouldn't be fulfilling. Yes, I could get a date, but is that somebody that I want to you know share my life with? Is that someone that I want to pursue a serious relationship with? Or is that just something like to pass the time? And I kind of saw this trend where people were using all these dating apps and dating sites as just a way to say I have a date and not really have something of substance and meaning. And I feel every relationship, even if it ends, it has meaning and it, it changes your life. Um, so that's, mm-hmm. that's really kind of like a philosophy I have, I think, in my own life. And I found that other people, you know, were able to relate to that. And that's kind of the reason why we, we started the company.
0: Wow, that's, that's really, really, really interesting.
1: So Gwen, um, mentioning about like it changed lives, right? When you actually either break up with somebody or even like starting a relationship. So tell us like for you as a woman, how was your journey to find love and then um, what your thoughts on like how we love and then why do you think that, Sometimes we fall out of love, if you have some insight to that. I'm just curious. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think my journey with love is I'm just a hopeless romantic, and I kind of love being in love with love. Um, Mm -hmm. Anybody that knows me knows that I kind of exuberate um, enthusiasm all the time. I'm usually – I want to say a happy person, and I I want other people to be happy. So I really – follow my heart, I guess, in relationships. And sometimes that can backfire. Um, I'm pretty open and, and somewhat trusting and I kind of expect honesty and communication. And sometimes that doesn't always get, you know, I don't always get that in return. Um, and I feel like when you fall out of love that ends up happening when there there's a lack of communication. Um, and then you really can't find a way to get back on track and that lack of trust. It's like, once you break that trust and communication, um, it's hard to, to kind of reconnect with that feeling again. Um, so you're, I feel like you have to constantly keep that, that feeling going of like that spark or that energy, um, that you have when you meet someone. And that's, that's really hard to do if you're not constantly communicating and kind of finding new things about each other and, and you, you really want to see that person you want to be with them. Um, and if you don't, yeah. you know, once you start losing that feeling, it's like, there's nothing you can do. There's no math equation that you can, you know, plug in and, and make somebody feel something again. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I think happens when people, when people fall out of love. Um, personally, I, you know, I don't think I've, fallen out of love with someone I have had the experience where I realized like this wasn't the right match where we were just very different in our communication styles um then there might have been trust issues but you know I I think once you're in love it's, it's really hard to just stop loving someone um I've had relationships where I fell in love with them and they're still my friends you know even though we're not together um, and they're married and with kids and it's okay because they were a part of my life. I was a part of their life. Um, and there was, there was love there. So it just changes into mm-hmm. kind of a different format of love.
1: Yeah, to that, yeah. actually, real quick. Um, I know Agnieszka probably <laughs> kind of think this is an interesting as well, because I feel the same way. Right, Agnieszka?
0: Oh yeah, no, definitely. Definitely.
1: I do have another question though. So Related to what you just mentioned, I mean, everything that you mentioned earlier is all about personal, mm-hmm. right? But when it yeah. comes to like having your business in this relationship um, industry kind of feel, um, how do you how do you set that um, like the relationship with your um, like the coaches that you have in your platform and stuff like that? How was that experience usually go day to day? Yeah,
2: so I, I kinda have started to put up some boundaries where I used to be very open about um a, p- a previous relationship that I was in and I would talk about it on Instagram and talk about it on Facebook and all my experts, you know, are connected to not only the company's social media but also my social media. And then I would talk to them about Mm -hmm. it. And then I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to stop talking about my own relationships with them (laughs) Um, because it's just, it's not actually, it wasn't very healthy and I needed some privacy and I needed to kind of set that boundary um, of Mm -hmm. professionalism versus, you know, uh, friends. And it's not saying I'm not friends with some of my experts. I think they're wonderful people. And yes, I've become close to some of them and became friends with some of them. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm trying to finish building our platform out. and I'm trying to complete our app so that they will have a place to do business and I will have a place, you mm-hmm. know, further our business. So that's the end goal for everyone. And it's not about, you know, I hate to say it, them helping me. Um, I actually have my own counselor, my own coach who is not on the platform. She will never be <laughs> um, that I actually go to twice a week. So that's someone that I have of my own um, so that I can separate the personal from um, the business as well as you know, mm-hmm. interviews. I've really said to some interviews that I've done, I don't want to talk about my own love life. Like everyone always asks, like, who am I dating? Where am I? like Who's the guy? Whatever. And I don't want to talk about that because it's it's not relevant. Mm-hmm. And I feel that if I was... I hate to say this, a guy and I had, you know, a relationship company that was in technology. They're not being asked who they're they're dating or are they married? Um, and I get that question probably it's all true. the time where I'm like, I want to talk about the product and I want to talk about why, you know, we want to help women. And this is what we're doing and this is what we're going to do. Um, not about, you know, my Friday night.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so true. So, so, um, okay, sorry, I'll go Ari. So, um, Gwen, I was going to say, so then when it comes to relationship building, what is the most important thing for you? From what Ari mentioned earlier, it sounds like you go to a lot of networking events. Um, so just tell us how do you build your professional relationship? Is there a certain criteria or characteristics or uh, social status that you're looking for when connecting and building a relationship with other, um, people? Yeah. Yeah, I think the first thing I do when I go to
2: a networking event is I try to just talk to people and talk to them on a human level. Um, don't sound like a salesperson. Don't immediately start talking about your business or mm-hmm. what you do or how great you are. Um, nobody really cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm being honest, like unless you own Google, yeah. like it's okay. Everybody owns something. Everybody has a business um, or everyone's a professional or, or a master at something. So get to know somebody on kind of a human level and um, a friendly and polite manner and see what um, what you share in common and then go from there because it's naturally going to go, well, what do you do? And then they'll tell you and vice versa. But you have to kind of start with, does this person mesh with me? Like, do I like their energy? Um, you know, are they easy to talk to? Can I easily talk to them as well? And then kind of move into the this is what i do business side um and then you know take it from there whether you have coffee whether you see each other again whether you email i try to email not all the time but i try to most of the people that i do meet um and if i can't do that i will automatically say like give me your facebook give me your linkedin you know here's my information even if i don't have a card like just google it now and click on it, and then I will connect with you. Um, but I feel like the first thing is to really connect with someone on just a human level and then move into the actual, like, this is what you do, this is what I do. I'm sure we could either work together or maybe you know people that I need to know um, and vice versa. So I feel th- those are really key. It's like, don't be a salesperson, um, be a real person. And then, you know... People invest in people. People don't invest in in an, a concept, a business. They invest in I really like this person, and I like their their vision and their um, work ethic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love this, and I think that's just so important too. Just to be yourself and like have that, build that connection first before you even start talking. You know, business relationship. So, yeah, that is so true.
1: So here's another question, actually, when you mentioned about, um, like, don't be a salesperson, especially when you go to networking events and things like that. But at a point, you also still have to sell your company, your services as well, right? So how do you go about um, doing that when you mentioned that you have to be human first and just, like, really don't really sell things right away? How was, I mean, what was your strategy, I guess, to still make sure that you mention your product and stuff like that in non-salesy way.
2: Right. Um, I feel you should always have your you know, 30-second pitch or minute, under a minute pitch ready to go um, and really kind of shape that pitch depending on the networking event. So if I'm going to an event where there's men and women, my pitch may change. If I'm going to an event where there's investors, my pitch is definitely going to change. Um, but if I'm going to an event where it's all women, um, it's going to change. But I feel like you have you have to have some kind of pitch that is really concrete and very clear for everybody to understand. Mm-hmm. And you can say that. And then kind of it's like a way to gauge their interest. So you can see, oh, I want to learn more about that because sometimes they're going to say that. And then you can c- you can continue on. So they're already interested in whatever you're doing because you have that pitch ready and they like it. And then you can continue talking more about your company, your product, what you do. Um, and then they're going to naturally, hopefully, say what they do. And then if you feel you can work together, you can start talking about that. So it's like an mm. indirect way of selling your product without going like, I have this. This is how much it is. Would you like to buy it? Like, no one's <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> yeah, let's
1: just get but, away from this person or something like that, right?
2: Sorry. The quickest pitch that I've ever had is just like, I will say, we make women happy. So right nice. off the bat, someone's like, "How do you do that?" So yeah, I have your that's interest. And then I, you know, I can go into how we do that. So that's the I already have a why. Then I go into mm-hmm. how, and then you know, if you're really serious, I can go into you know pricing and like the stage that we're at in terms of technology. Um, and then if you're local, I can go into events. So you move into to all those other aspects with probably within a minute under two minutes. And then they're going to easily say, like, I'm a designer, I'm a developer, I'm a marketer, I'm a I'm a coach. So they're going to input themselves into that conversation without you pushing the conversation.
1: Mm, that's a good tip, actually. Um, okay, so we were talking a lot about love and stuff like that earlier, right? And I'm just wondering, um, you are the leader of your company right now. So obviously, you manage um, the relationship with yourself with the coaches and the dating experts in your platform how do you recognize the emotions um, in others when you're kind of leading them or supervising them or even managing them
2: yeah this is a great question i love this question um so right now obviously we have experts in chicago and then we have a few that we're we're gaining some more in san francisco as well and then I also have a few staff members. So it's like a constant thing of where you're pretty much talking to people all the time. Um, and everybody is different. People are in different stages of their lives. They're in different, you know, some people have babies. I have a few experts that had babies recently. Um, so that was a big kind of adjustment for me. <laughs> um,
1: yeah.
2: As well as, you know, our staff members are all in kind of different you know, some people are in serious relationships. Some people actually are married with children. Um, Some people are just dating Um, and it's different ages too. So sometimes I feel it can be overwhelming to me. Um, But again, it's kind of like this, it's a weird line because I have to recognize everybody has emotions and everybody Mm -hmm. has feelings Um, and people are naturally going to talk about their relationships. So, I feel we're in a weird, <laughs> we're in a weird kind of business space because we all talk about our relationships or just our feelings on relationships. Um, and it actually helps us kind of shape products and it helps us shape like marketing strategies and where we're going to go next because people are so open. Um, so I feel like I don't even have to say we have like an open policy about people talking about their relationships, but they kind of do. Um, and as long as it's beneficial, um, and there's no judgment and people aren't judging people for their choices and we're actually Mm -hmm. using that to create a product or we're using that to create strategy, um, it's beneficial. So I feel it's like, it's probably the most unusual case for business where you would probably never talk about your relationship statuses, um, or your, your love life, but we do. And it kind of shapes how you know even our social media is shaped sometimes by what's going on in some of our lives which most people don't know that (laughs) so
1: so gwen tell us if there's any challenges that you ever face while you're building your company right now or maybe share with us your deepest darkest secret that you don't really tell anyone but you're willing to share with us (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what to say. I, I'm actually a night owl, so I will – I'll share this secret because I think most people know about that. Um, I will message people in the middle of the night. I will do a lot of work at night. Um, some of our developers are outsourced, so they're in a different part of the world. So I talk to them late at night. But I feel I get most of our kind of strategies and most of my work done at in the evening. Um, it's really hard for me sometimes to focus in the morning. I'm not a morning person. Um, Interesting. So most people I can work. I can work in a bar. Like as long as they have Wi-Fi, I can. I can get work done. So people. <laughs> some of my friends have seen me like with a laptop <laughs> like in a bar. I'm like, I have to get this done. I'm sorry. Um, and that's, that's kind of one of my secrets that I actually, I like to work late into the night. I'm not a, I'm not a morning person and I don't think I'll ever, ever be at this stage. Um, challenges is, gosh, development, uh, funding. Um, I feel like some of this is kind of common with most entrepreneurs, especially in the tech space where, Something mm-hmm. is designed wonderfully, and then you're like, okay, now we have to make sure that this works. <laughs> um, and then you have to go back and go like, okay, is this going to function properly? Um, so yeah, and then the constant kind of, as soon as you finish something, it has you have to keep moving. So we finished completing our app, which is ready now for beta, starting next month. And then now we're already thinking of features that we have to add. So it's like, as soon as you complete one thing, you have to complete another thing. Um, and then that affects cost and time and, you know, who's going to do what. So it's the managing part, as well as, you know, just realizing when one step is done, there's something else that has to happen. So it's like a constant, it's a constant thing. It never, it never stops. It's not like, okay, I developed this product and that's it. I never have to change it or tweak it. Um, you're always tweaking and like improving things. And that's, that's time consuming and like explaining that to people who don't, understand technology who are like oh when you do a website you never have to do anything again right like (laughs) and just like no that's that's not (laughs) (laughs) um you know same thing with mobile applications and just understanding that if you want a really amazing product and you want it to function and look well it's gonna take time it's gonna take some money it's it's just it's not gonna happen overnight um and I feel like that's that's part of my struggle when I'm explaining that to people who aren't um, kind of cognitively aware of how, like you know, Facebook doesn't look the way it looks because it happened overnight. Um, and mm-hmm. it, sometimes people get that, and sometimes people don't. Um, but I, I do love technology, and I love working with developers and kind of having things come to life from you know an idea or something in your brain. I love, I love that. But the process is is very, I think, time consuming. Um, but the reward is when it works. You know, you're happy. You're like, it works. It, it actually clicks on that button. <laughs> it doesn't crash. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's that's my reward. I'm just I'm happy that we were able to have an app that's actually approved by Apple to be in beta. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get to that point. Um, so I'm just happy that that part is is done, and now we can we can move on to improving it.
1: That's awesome. I feel like um, a lot of us. As an entrepreneur, that journey is always in the same, um, I guess, the ups and downs. there's always going to be that, right? Um, but when you do actually achieve that goal, even even though it's small, it's still an accomplishment. And I think that's something that you always have to remember that you did it and just celebrate it. And um, it will really keep you stay motivated and keep going to the next task, right? have a glass of wine okay so um oh yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) Or so talk a little bit about yes um talk with us a little bit about how do you creatively building relationship um at work um as the company leader oh
2: so i guess you're like kind of like company culture
1: yeah something like that but how do you I mean, if you if you think that you've done something creative in um, building that relationship, what would you say the one thing that you've done um, that make your company's culture is a little bit different than others? Oh yeah,
2: um, wine. <laughs> wine helps.
1: <laughs> Lots wine. of wine. <laughs> um,
2: I think mm-hmm. I'm such a social person that I've always. Whatever I'm invited to, I always try to invite everybody. So, um, if it's a scenario where it's like a private thing and I a private invite, I can't invite someone, that's different. But if I'm invited to something, I always try to invite every single person that's associated with our company. Um, and it's kind of like my open policy that mm-hmm. if I get in the door, everybody gets in the door. Um, and that kind of creates, you know, a thing of, of appreciation. Um, I appreciate everything that you're doing. I appreciate, you know, all the time and effort and work that you're doing. And it's not necessarily, I'm, um, you know, handing out checks, but it's something that gives them, you know, appreciation and, and value. I value your time and your effort and everything that you're doing. Um, and it becomes more personal too, because you're saying I can spend time with you and get to know you again as a person. Um, and we'll probably end up making business contacts, too. So you kill two birds with one stone. So but I feel that's something that I feel is, is different, that I encourage kind of happy hours. I encourage that. I encourage people to join me at happy hour um, because I feel you get more business done when you're in a place of comfort and you're in a place of uh just happiness and and i don't think anybody's not happy with wine like i've met one person like i don't like wine um yeah so i feel like that's you know some companies have they have happy hours obviously I'm, i'm aware of that but i really encourage people to go out and to go to business networking events and go to social events um to having kind of a social life too as well as having you know a business networking event Mm -hmm. um so i encourage i encourage that and i feel like that's that's something different that most companies are like thanks and then bye don't want to talk to you (laughs) after the work is done um you know i'm not going to hang out with you and i've never met someone that was really successful that did not hang out with people that they did business with i feel like that's really really weird um I feel like there should be a balance, though. I mean, you can't, I don't feel like you should hang out with them all the time, but I do feel that you, you know, like, cause then, <laughs> then it blurs the lines, but you should have, you know, some yeah. interaction where they can see you not so much in a complete business setting and everyone feels more comfortable. Their guard is down. People are able to communicate things um, and share things that are going on in their life. And if they're not happy, they're not going to get work done. So you need to know that. And it's hard to have people open up if you're just strictly like, this is what you need to get done and buy. Um, you know, if somebody did that to me, I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, okay, whatever. So it, it's, it's trying to find that balance of giving people a little bit of social interaction um, and kind of an open door policy, but at the same time being very stern and saying like, okay, but we have a deadline and that's the deadline. Um, so it's it's that kind of mix of being friendly and polite and giving them a social aspect to kind of unwind. And then at the same time, but we still have work to do.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. So okay, last question before we wrap up. I know you mentioned a lot about like setting boundaries and all that and also still building a relationship with people that you work with or have done business with. Okay, so, how much is too much and how little is too little when it comes to building relationship with people that you've done business with? Yeah,
2: so this is a wonderful question. Um, if you are messaging them every day <laughs> and it's not about business, that's too much. Uh, you know, most of your email, you know, emails, emails <laughs> I feel like are business. So emails are business. If you send an email, it's only business. Do not send an email going, hey, what's up? <laughs> if they give you access to their Facebook or social media and you are able to message them, that is their personal page, not their business page. That is social. So you can send you know friendly messages and social, you can send business messages as well in social, but that one is strictly for like, hey, how are you? I hope you're doing well. Um, if you're sharing like a social event or a social announcement, a happy hour that your company's doing, you can share it through the message there, um, and that's it. So if you're going to invite them, invite them to an event. Be friendly, have fun, but don't message them every day after that. Like that's that's not, it's not your friend. <laughs> um, so that's that's the difference. Um, and then you know, like I said, the, depending on the platform, email is definitely business, um, and keep it that way. Email, you know, can be seen by anybody, and if there's a record of that. Um, so it should be b- business friendly and that's it. Um, and then if they give you access to their social media, then you can message them in, you know, a polite, social manner. Um, and then invite them somewhere, you know, for drinks or uh, whatever the event is. And that's it. You don't need to be hanging out, I feel, uh, you know, five times a week in a social aspect. Um, and that, that's just, you know, that's a lot. That's like a lot. you have to figure out like how much is, is kind of too much and figure out what works with the other person. It really depends on the other person. You know, if somebody's not really responding to you on social and they don't want to give you access to their Facebook or social media, then that means they're not really interested in that aspect of your the business relationship. They want to keep it completely business related. So don't push it. Um, I've had to, even for my own self, kind of say, okay, what am I really able to do? Because I can't go to every single thing that I'm invited to. I'm talking to multiple people most of the time. Um, so I have to be conscious of, you know, making sure everybody is filled with, you know, being welcome and friendly. Um, and not kind of playing favoritism either, because people will know, notice that in companies um, when you're spending a little bit too much time with somebody else versus the other person. <laughs> um, and everyone talks, so you have to you have to realize that. Mm-hmm. So people don't realize that either. You know, they're thinking, okay, I can be social and then I can be business. But if you're spending, you know, seventy percent of your time with only one person at work, are you friends or are you business? So you kind of have to make. Make that decision um, and and go from there. But I feel, you know, email is business and social is friends. And if you message them a certain amount of time, you know, you, you give them an event to go to, you hang out for coffee, that stuff is fine. Any more than that, where you're communicating on a daily or weekly basis, and it's not about whatever your project or you're working on, then you are actual friends.
0: So I love that. That's the difference. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. And you definitely don't want to overdo things when it comes to, you know, um, professional. Um, yeah. So Yeah. Well, Gwen, thank you so much for being with us here today and sharing your heart with us. It was so nice chatting with you. And could you just like uh, take a moment and let everyone know where they can find you? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me
2: today. Um, it was really an enjoyable experience. I am my website is called my love Talk my love, We are on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. I personally am on Instagram and Facebook. I'm probably more active on Instagram than Facebook <laughs> um, and I'm pretty easily easy to find so under my name is, is pretty much my Facebook page and then my Instagram is my first name and my middle name. Gwen,
0: um, Grace. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to be a guest in our future episodes and share your story with us, please be sure to reach out to us. And uh, thanks again, Gwen, for being here today. And we hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. This episode was sponsored by Chikalafia Design and Wonder Image Photography. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have an amazing day.